Welcome to Wisco Legacy. I'm your host, Corey Kundert. On Wisco Legacy, we talk to inspiring Wisconsinites to hear all about their life's journey. Really fun conversation today with John Audius. John is the voice of the Wisconsin women's volleyball team and the Wisconsin women's basketball team. He also runs a podcast called the John Cast Podcast. Uh, on there, he talks to interesting people. He has a lot of play-by-play folks, a lot of sports people. Uh, it's a really fun podcast. Uh, there's a link to his podcast in the show notes, so go check that out. We talk a lot about how he got into sports radio and play-by-play and what brought him to Wisconsin and specifically Madison. Uh, we also spent some time talking about the run to the NCAA title that the Wisconsin women's volleyball team went through this year. Uh, John is super fun. Uh, This is a really great episode, so go check it out. If you like this podcast, head on out to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us there. Uh, You can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, Just look up Wisco Legacy. For those of you watching on YouTube, this is a disclaimer saying the audio and video don't always line up. I apologize for that. Without further ado, let's dive on into episode 27 of Wisco Legacy with John Audius. Hi, this is John Audius, radio play-by-play voice of the Wisconsin volleyball and women's basketball teams, and this is my Wisco Legacy. John, welcome to Wisco Legacy. Oh, thanks for having me, Corey. Absolutely. So most of my guests are born and raised Wisconsinites. You, unfortunately, grew up in Minnesota. (laughs) Can you talk? Can you talk about growing up in Minnesota and, and what you were like as, as a kid? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I grew up in southern Minnesota, um, so I grew up a, a Vikings and a Minnesota Twins fan. And actually, I was a big hockey fan early before the North Stars decided to uh, get up and leave the state. And um, it's kind of funny because sometimes uh, coworkers would tease me about being from Minnesota. I don't know how to ice skate, and I, I'm not that big into hockey. And I blame it solely on the North Stars leaving. Like they left, I think it was 92, 93, something like that. So it's right after the Minnesota Twins win a World Series in 91. So I'm, you know, thinking to myself, this is what happens when you follow sports teams. They win championships and they're really good. And I'm like, I'll get into hockey. And I think they made the Stanley Cup final. And then, um, yeah, then they left. And uh, I was just kind of like, no, I'm not a hockey guy. But I grew up in Minnesota. Um big into the sports like any other kind of normal kid into video games and and things like that. And then uh, went to Winona state and uh, eventually ended up calling some games in Madison. Nice. Yeah. I actually looked at uh, Winona state when I was looking at at colleges, I was pretty close to going there, uh, but decided to to stay in Wisconsin. So cool. Uh, Where did your passion for sports start? Um, I think, like I said, pretty young, it started with the twins. Like, because 1987, they win a World Series. So I'm eight years old at that time, about that time. And I remember like listening to the World Series coming back from my my grandparents' house. So we go there like almost every weekend as a family. And uh, I remember in, I was in second grade and I made like a little, you ever have those reports where they, you know, all about Corey. It's like, here's my favorite food and this is what I like to do. And like, mm-hmm. so I made like something on the twins winning the World Series. So I think it all started with, with baseball, um, you know, two World Series there in 87 and 91. The Timberwolves came during that time, too. So all of a sudden, basketball was a deal. And then KG gets drafted a few years, you know, 94, 95, something like that. So from there, I was just kind of like I was I was all in. And it's kind of funny because the most popular sport in in the U.S. is football. And I didn't really get into football, even though the Vikings what they have been doing back then. They made a NFC championship game in 87, but I don't know, for some reason, football was never on my plate as a sports fan until, oh, we don't need to talk about 1998, Corey, but yeah, you know, it came really hardcore with football um, a little bit later than all the other sports, but I don't know. I just grew up watching sports. I grew up, you know, trying to play, you know, shoot hoops in my, my driveway, like everybody else. And, um, so that's where it, that's where it kind of started from, and and I, I really do um, look at the Twins as a huge influence because, and I'm not a baseball guy anymore. Um, you know, baseball is just too long for me of a game to sit down for 162 of them every se- summer evening. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's 75 degrees and gorgeous out. I'm like, no, I'm gonna sit inside on my couch and I'm gonna watch four hours of baseball. Um, so. 
baseball, um, I still like the game. Don't get me wrong, but it's mm-hmm. it's not the same as I was. It was when I was a kid. Yeah. So you said you went went to Winona State. Uh, did you initially go for uh, broadcasting? No, I just went there just because okay. um, you graduate and you go to college. And my buddy was going, Damian Fox. Shout out to Damian, and we were roommates. And um, I had I didn't know what I wanted to do until uh, my sophomore year. There was a um, the sports director job at KQAL in Winona, the student radio station. The sports director job was open. And I was encouraged to apply, and I did. I'm pretty sure I was the only one that applied. And, yeah, so I got the job. Um, yes, unlike all the other jobs I've been applying for since July. But, um, no, I got the job, and uh, it you know, just kind of took over from there. It's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm pretty decent at this radio thing, and I get to – you know, I'd always kind of uh, call the game off NBA Live or whatever before, uh, you know, playing video games and um, – nothing too serious. I'm like, that, that always seemed awesome because I, you know, growing up and once I got into basketball and stuff, I got really into Kevin Harlan. He was, he was just the best. He was so fun and, and talented and exciting. Um, so I was like, I want to try the, the announcing thing. And, uh, what was good about being a sports director, Corey, is that you get to assign, uh, you know, who's doing the games. So like with a very small staff, I was like, well, I guess I'll be doing a lot of the play by play for football and for <laughs> basketball and for everything else. Um, so my sophomore year is when I really got into the the sports avenue of radio. Also had like a, you know, a, not a talk show, but a music show, just like a like a, a normal music show, too, and a hip hop show on Friday nights with my buddy Mark. Um, but it was um that's kind of how I got into sports. And then I, I transitioned. I was so fortunate. I transitioned right from, from Winona state to uh, lacrosse, which is right across the Mississippi river, some 30 minutes away from Winona. And because um, the sports station there was just getting underway and needed help. So I went right from college, right into a job um, with a paycheck. And then eventually a couple years after lacrosse made it, made it into Madison. And I've been in Madison since 2000, 2000, four late 2004 wow that's awesome yeah lacrosse is is really awesome i've had uh, a lot of people on the podcast that have spent time in lacrosse can you talk about your experience up in lacrosse and what that was like yeah lacrosse was great it was great training ground so i worked with a guy named ben larson he and i actually just went to the uh the badgers iowa state game at pfizer forum not too long ago when they lost but yeah um so I worked with a guy named Ben. I worked with a guy named Phil Dawson, who also worked with me in, in Madison for a while. Justin Garcia, who's now part of the Bucks uh, radio network with the pre and post game. We were all there just trying to do a talk show and whatever we thought was interesting or cool as 20 somethings. And I'm sure, you know, there's probably some people who listened to us and thought, you know, these guys are idiots, which I'm sure we probably were at sometimes. Um, I have a whole shoebox full of tapes from, from the show that every once in a while, if I find the cassette player too, uh, I'll play it. And it's just, it's, it's usually not as bad as I make it out to be, but, um, but yeah, I just did that. Did a lot of high school um, play by play in lacrosse and did a lot of a two hour, I think it was a two hour show. Yeah. Um, and then just was in charge of updates and maintaining the, the station and, and everything that goes along with running a radio station. So that's kind of what I was doing for, for two years in lacrosse. Nice. Really good experience right out, right out of the gate. Yeah. Can, can you compare, um, maybe contrast the, the differences in what you did on radio versus play-by-play and what you prefer? Oh, I prefer play-by-play. Um, it's just always been something where it's – radio has never felt like – like a job, but there is obviously preparation, whether it is play by play or a show, you have to prepare, you have to take it seriously. And you, you just don't turn on the mic. I mean, sometimes you do and you just start talking and sometimes that's good, but you got to have at least a little bit of a plan and a course of where you want to go. Um, but I, I've always liked play by play better. It's just, you know, the two, you know, usually go hand in hand, where if you, if you have a sports talk job and you have a play by play job, then that's kind of like, the way it works, it's it's kind of rare for someone just to have a play by play job and and have that all pay the bills basically. Um, but I've always loved play by play, and the preparation has never felt like work for me. And and going to a game, you know, calling a game has never felt like 
work has just been, I don't know. It's weird because, you know, it does take a lot of your time. So I was just thinking about this with the volleyball season um, because I kind of ramped up my preparation because I didn't have my other job anymore. And I'm like, I spent a lot of time on this. Like even, um, you know, when I had the job, like I'm spending a, a, a ton of time on this, but it never felt like that because, you know, after, you know, a week and you did two matches and they were on the road and you were gone for, you know, two days or whatever, you're like, that was, that was fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I just kind of always, I've always liked to go to games and be able to talk about them in, in the moment, you know, it's, it's less because in a sports talk role, you have to have, you have to have uh, some sports talk just annoys me. You have to have an opinion, right? You, mm -hmm. And, and, and it's kind of morphed into like, hot takes and sometimes and i don't know what the percentage is but sometimes it's just a bunch of dudes saying stuff loud and mm -hmm. it just gets it, it annoys me <laughs> yeah but with with play by play it's you're not you don't have to have an opinion on what just happened you just say what happened you know mm -hmm. i don't have to criticize or think of something that's going to keep a listener holding you know what i mean like i just get to say what is happening in front of me and i don't have to do all that other stuff and and you know be yeah, fake and or disingenuous or something right try and create sound bites and yeah. um i'm sure some of those people don't believe everything they're saying either um mm -hmm. they're trying to gain that audience so yeah i could see the challenges there yeah huh so you you came to madison you said about 2004 ish yeah Where are you uh, yeah talk about your journey to madison what brought you here yeah so um actually uh the uh the program director at the the am station in madison contacted me and said hey you know we're looking for somebody to produce wisconsin badger hockey and do some other duties um was that something you'd be interested in and and just a few months earlier uh the guy i was working with in lacrosse ben actually took a job to work at another radio station in madison so i'm like oh apparently everybody's moving to madison now so it kind of just felt right and so i said yeah i'd love to be in madison it sounds like an awesome place and um, I was doing Badger hockey in 2004, just producing it. You know, that's that means you're the the person back in the studio, making sure the commercials play and making sure the announcer gets back on the air. That's me moving the bars to put the announcer back on and back off. Uh, did some updates during the uh, broadcasts as well, and um, you know, just did other other producing duties, which kind of led to being part of a you know this afternoon sports talk show on a different station within our group. And um, kind of went from there to adding on the play-by-play -play as we went with uh, volleyball in 08 and women's basketball in 20, what would that be, the 11-12 uh, season, I think, was my first my first year. <laughs> um, so it's kind of led to kind of led to that and just the, the responsibilities just kind of kept, kept growing. But I came in November of 2004. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I I used to listen to you and Mike Heller uh, back in the day uh, on my drive oh. home all the time, and uh, it's always fun watching you guys banter on that show. Yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. Absolutely, yeah. Just doing that for, oh man, that show at times was four hours long. That got too long. By the way, don't ever do a four hour talk show. <laughs> like yeah. if you can avoid it, it's all it all it all it turns into is the the hosts everyone involved by the fourth hour is just like i'm i mean we've said the same thing for three straight hours what are we doing here <laughs> for i think a four-hour talk show is stupid quite honestly um hey if you can do it good for you but i just think that's just i don't know it's just at that point you just feel like you're filling time and not providing valuable content mm -hmm. um and it gets old pretty fast but it was fun it was fun three hours three hours a day and and, you know, talking with our listeners and that, that was kind of the most fun too is, um, and I didn't realize this until after, it's not that I didn't realize this, but, um, so many people reached out when I, when I uh, lost my job in late July and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I guess I didn't know that many people really listened. I mean, you knew people listened, but then you start to see the comments like, oh, um, it kind of put it into perspective a little bit more, I guess, and something that maybe you don't pay as much attention to in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had some pretty cool experiences on that show too. I know uh, you guys had a chance to be on the Rich Eisen show and Dan Patrick show. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, so we were lucky enough to fill in um, 
when those guys had vacation, sometimes usually around Thanksgiving and other, other parts of the year. Um, it's different. It's fun because so on a normal day, maybe the national media will be talking about Tom Brady coming out of retirement, blah, 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 blah. Well, we're all talking about Aaron Rodgers and what contract he should sign. So it was really interesting uh, when, when we got to do those to be able to bring in a national perspective and talk about some of the things that you've been hearing all day on Sports Talk Radio, you've been reading about yourself, but it just didn't really fit the market, the demo that you know you were trying to broadcast your show to normally. So I thought it was fun to be able to be like, oh, guess what? Anything's a topic now. Any team's a topic. And so that to me was always um, always a lot of fun. And yeah, just to be able, even able to go nationwide to two, 250 affiliates or, or whatever that, that final number is, is, is pretty, is pretty cool. And, uh, I had, I did feel some pressure because Dan Patrick used to do a stat of the day. I don't know if they still do it. I'm sure they still do it. And for some reason I put myself in the position of, Hey, let's do stat of the day. And I'll come up with a stat and we'll play the music and I'll get the stat in everything. And all that did was just put pressure on me. Cause I'm like, Oh crap. Now I have 15 seconds to, to say what I'm trying to say and not stumble and be entertaining. And so uh, I kind of went away from that, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun to talk to national guests and get that national perspective. I thought. Yeah. The, f- the first time you, you went on air was probably pretty nerve wracking knowing your audience is much larger. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Um, because I think, I think when you are in this enough, you just kind of start like I don't like I said before. Like I don't even think about who's listening mm-hmm. half the time. Um, <laughs> maybe I should. Um, so when we were in that position, where it's the national radio show, I I didn't really think like, oh, there's going to be more people or whatever. I just knew that the 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 topics would be different. So I just kind of liked that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure there were more people listening. But I, that's something that has never really gone through my mind the only time it really goes through my mind is like when i'm calling a game and it's the postseason and it's volleyball mm-hmm. and it's the championship or it's the final four and then i'm like okay i know like people are if they're tuned in at any point of the season they're tuned in right now and it's not that it makes me nervous but i think it actually in those instances for some reason i feel like i kind of you know what's the word i'm looking for just kind of I was going to say buck up. Does that even make sense? I kind of just like, okay, well, now I know people are, are for sure. If, if there's any, uh, you know, point in the season they're listening, it's right now. So I don't know. I, I felt like I was more focused. Maybe that's mm. the word I'm, I'm looking for. I, I feel like that kind of focuses me more. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned uh, you lost your job at iHeart. Uh, can you talk about the experience of, of losing that and what you've taken from that? Um, well, I've taken from it that media jobs today are way less than they have been before. Um, you know, when you're in a spot for almost 20 years, uh, it's kind of hard to be like, okay, well now I'm going to just go find a job 700 miles away (laughs) or something like that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. So I've learned that sports media jobs too, to be even more specific are becoming, less and less. Um, but that experience, to be honest, uh, it felt like the day was coming. Listen, I, I had always joked for the last several years, like, uh, I'm going to get let go someday. Everybody, everybody in radio gets let go. Um, and I had survived, man, we had how many massive layoffs throughout the course of my 17 years there It'd just be like waves. Um, and so I survived all of them, but I always kind of joked like, listen, I, and I was honest. I was like, I'm not going to, eventually I'm going to get fired. I mean, eventually everyone's going to get let go. And it's not fired by the way, which I learned. I did not get fired. I get let go. There's a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but um, so yeah, I was kind of expecting it. And then the day it happened, there was, there was just some emails that went around that I said, well, this is odd. Why are they having this type of meeting at that time, but I've got this meeting at that time. And I have joked with one of my coworkers, half serious, because I'm kind of like, I think the day's here and uh, half joking, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm getting let go today. Um, so I kind of knew, 
I kind of had a feeling. And when it happened, I wasn't bitter or upset like I probably would have been years ago because I'd been preparing for that for like three years because that's mm-hmm. kind of the state of, like I said, um, media. I'd kind of mentally been preparing for that. So when it happened, I was kind of like, oh, okay. So this is this is what it's like to get – because I'd never been let go from anything in my life. This is my first time. So I was kind of like, this is what it's like. Okay, cool. So what are the next steps? And I was very calm and, and not cool. I was very calm about it, I guess. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. Did that answer your question of, yeah. of the day of, of how that went down? But yeah, I'd kind of been anticipating that for a while. Yeah, certainly a challenging situation. You're trying to figure out what the next step in is. And I know you've taken it and created a podcast. That's one thing mm-hmm. you're you're doing. Can you talk about what you're doing with the John Cast podcast? Yeah, so this started in October of 2021 because I was just like, listen, I've applied to a billion jobs and I'm still applying. And I'm I kind of framed the trailer or the intro of it is it's it's what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing because I still don't know what I I want to do. And, and there's certain, you know, career paths that sound interesting to me, but I've been trained in one certain way and that's in broadcasting and mass communications. And, um, you know, maybe I could use my degree for something else, or maybe I just start over, start something new. But in the meantime, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a podcast because that's like radio and I know how to do that. Um, so I started doing a podcast in October and it's just me talking to whoever I find interesting and it's morphed more into a sports podcast than I kind of wanted it to be, but I'm okay with it because I now have any expectation for it. I, um, I didn't want it to be a source of stress. I didn't want it to be a, a, a source of anxiety. I just wanted it to be something fun I was able to do. And so far I've been able to do that a couple of guests a week about on average. I've grabbed a couple of sponsors, just gave away a TV for my bracket contest nice. with Ian's Pizza in Madison with three locations in Madison. You should go check them out, Ian's Pizza. Um, and that was, and by the way, I gave away TV and Corey, I won the bracket contest. I gave it <laughs> I to second that. place. Yeah. I gave it to second place. And in the, as I was started this thing, I'm like, I'm going to try to win. I wrote that on the message to the group. Like, I'm going to try to win this thing. And second place can have the TV. Um, so I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself for, for winning that. Um, but it's been fun. It's been fun just to talk with uh, people uh, that I've had on our sports talk show before, people I've never had on before from competing stations that I've never been able to talk to, um, you know, like in an interview type of setting like that. Um, and I like to talk more than just, I, 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 there's a couple of different podcasts I do. So I'll do one where I'm just solo. That's I've only done a couple of those. It's where I don't have a guest and I've just been thinking about something for so long that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to put it out there. And then there's one where I talk to somebody about something that's happening like Aaron Rodgers. But then in all those podcasts, I'm trying to actually talk a little bit more and get to know the person in a deeper way that you can on a podcast that you cannot do on a normal radio show. No, when you have 12 minutes and you got to talk about the Badgers and you've got three or four questions and then you got to take a break for five or six minutes. No, you can't do it. But the, the great thing about my podcast, I think, and most all podcasts is that you can sit down and be like, so how'd you get into this? And you know, what was your first whatever? And so I kind of try to weave current events through their careers. And I try to just learn about the people that I've kind of worked with or know of and just kind of how they got to their point in their careers and, and things like that. And it's, it's been a lot of fun and we're, we're still going and I'm planning. Well, I'm hoping to have a listener party in May. So, nice. um, and one of my other sponsors, me and Julio in Madison, if you haven't had it, you got to check out the margaritas, Corey. They're delicious. Will do. Okay. That was my sales pitch on me and Julio. I like it. Okay. Um, that, that's really cool. I've tuned into a fair amount of episodes and I, I really enjoy it. The, what I find awesome about podcasting myself is just making those, building those relationships with these people. Like you said, on radio, in those short segments, you're not, you're kind of building a relationship there, but it's hard to because you have a short bit of time. But these long form interviews, you can really build relationships. Uh, have you made some some really good connections? And uh, can you just talk about some of the some of the cool moments you've had on the podcast? I guess. Sure. I mean, uh, I talked to Bo Ryan, which I thought was cool, and I was super not hesitant, but I was like, 
a little anxious for that one because I didn't know how Bo Ryan's intimidating. Okay, yeah. like you've seen him on the sidelines. Yep. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I ask a dumb question? Is he just going to be like, just shut up, dude? Um, but he was a, he was a lot of fun. That was early on. I've talked with uh, Mike Lucas who uh, does uh, radio for the Badgers as well and football and men's basketball. And uh, we worked together on a morning show in Madison for about a year. And so it's fun to hear Lukey um, come on and, and talk about, you know, his release from the station and then also talk about sports and things like that. Who else have I had on? Um, do you have the list in front of you? <laughs> I don't even remember who else I've had on. I was just listening um, to Matt LaPay the other day. Oh, Matt LaPay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Matt LaPay was just on recently. He gave me the business for being episode number 40. He's like, oh, you finally run out of guests. You got to come to me. I told him we'd see him in another 40 episodes or so. Yeah. Um, but then I also talked to like early on, I talked to a musician who was in Ted Lasso, right? Um, nice. I don't know if you watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV, but mm -hmm. this guy was playing and at a party in, in the, in the TV show. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. I want, can I talk to that guy? <laughs> I, I was able to talk to that guy. Uh, he swears a lot in that one. So just earmuffs. Um, yep. but, um, yeah, it's just all, all of the guests have kind of, you know, learn something more than I have, uh, that I knew before, like Pete Doherty, who covers the Green Bay Packers, you know, kind of learn about his love for football and, and the team that he covers. And I thought that was, that was a really fun conversation with Pete. Cause we talked about current Packers events and then just kind of, um, you know, went away from that. Talked to Ben Brust, you know, a former Badger hitting that half court shot against Michigan. Uh, just talked to Brad Davison, brought in his fiance, Tyra, um, to do a little trivia with, uh, you know, how, how well do they know each other before their wedding coming up here in less than a hundred days? How'd that um, go? Uh, it, it went pretty well. Tyra got a little concerned when I asked favorite movie and they didn't know. Mm. She's like, we're getting married and we don't know each other's favorite movies. <laughs> um, but uh, it finished in a tie. I asked three questions each and they each got two correct. Um, but yeah, just uh, different. I just got done talking with Bonnie Olson who's the PA announcer for volleyball and women's basketball in Madison, but also had a chance to do the PA for the Milwaukee Bucks um, not too long ago. So it's a little bit of everything, uh, I guess, but those are some of the, the highlights, I guess. And I've got, I've got, believe me, I got a whole list that I'm, I'm working. You know what it's like trying to get mm -hmm. a guest on the podcast. Yeah. Like it doesn't always happen. Like, Hey, you want to come on? Yeah. Okay. When do you want to do it? I got time now. See you later. You know, no, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of, back and forth planning sometimes with this, which is fine, which is also cool because in the radio world, like, Hey, uh, can you come on today at three forty? That's the only time we have. And they're like, no. And then with this, you can just like, can you come on today? No. Tomorrow? Yeah. What time? Okay. And it's just, you know, so I guess it is kind of advantageous that way, but mm -hmm. those are some of the people I've had on the show. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really Really entertaining. Uh, I think the first one I listened to was Adam Amin, uh, mm -hmm. and that was a that was really cool to get in depth look uh, behind Adam Amin. He, um, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and he used to announce the NCAA wrestling tournament uh, oh, for ESPN. Yeah. So um, it's cool to see uh, see you guys talk and hear it's, about his. Well, it's crazy path. to see his career path and how mm -hmm. he's you know, gotten to where he's gotten from doing ESPN, from doing wrestling, like you said, to being the Chicago Bulls television mm -hmm. announcer. He called the Rike Gumbawale's game winner uh, in the NCAA tournament a few years back. And, and you know, Adam Amin also reminds me of, I talked to Chris Vosters. And some people may be saying, well, who's Chris Vosters? He's also a play-by-play -play guy, did volleyball on the Big Ten Network and uh, women's basketball as well. And he just got the job as the television play-by-play -play for the Chicago Blackhawks. So... Uh, just recently. So congratulations to Chris. He's a heck of a talent. And um, yeah, it's kind of, it was fun to connect with him and um, talk to him about his, his path too. He's a Madison guy. So yeah, I, I, that's the other part of it too. I guess I should have mentioned if there's a play-by-play -play guy, I, I like to try to get them on to pick their brain, not only about doing play-by-play -play, advice they've gotten from, you know, their careers, but just kind of like, it's, I always think it's interesting to see how, they've gotten to where they are and what kind of events have happened to lead them to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I want to swing back to the play-by-play -play and talk about the, the NCAA championship run for volleyball. What was, what was that experience like being involved in that and, and calling the, the championship game? Um, it was awesome. 
It really was. And so the year before they made it to the final four, it was in Omaha. And I, that was the first time I had been to a match all year because I'd been doing them remote, calling them remote. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a whole year there, obviously, where I wasn't around the team and, and they lost to Texas in that final four in Omaha. And it just, it didn't, it felt weird, right? Because the first time I saw them all year, um, and I was really fortunate this year because it's really fortunate because I lost my job and, uh, I was able to just dive head first into the season and the preparation. And so I, this is the most involved I've ever been honestly with, with volleyball. Um, a lot of my time was dedicated to preparing for those matches and, and getting to, you know, know, know the team after missing a year with them. And it was awesome. It was the storylines throughout the season were so much fun to follow. You know, they lose their very first Big Ten match. They come back and they beat Nebraska to win the Big Ten championship, like for a third straight year. And then they get to the tournament and they go back to the Final Four. And then they face a Louisville team. That Louisville match, man, they're, uh, Louisville was they thir were they thirty two and zero? I think they were in the thirties, but they hadn't oh, lost all season. And then Wisconsin hands them their first loss of the year and what was probably one of the most exciting top five matches I've ever called. And then the next night is one of the closest and most intense matches too. So just to have those two, the final four to hand Louisville its first loss to go five sets to have just all these amazing moments in that match. And then to face Nebraska and beat them again and do it for the title for the first time in school history. It was amazing. Like at the end, I couldn't, um, I couldn't stand up when I was calling. I'm like, okay, we got a few points here. I got to stand up. So I'm like standing up, hands on my knees, just like calling the match down the stretch because well, number one, I had a, a crummy uh, vantage point from mm -hmm. uh, Columbus, the arena. What was there? I already forget nationwide arena in Columbus. Um, but the other one is I just, I couldn't, you know, I had to just stand up and it was awesome. It was awesome. And, you know, they had a five time first team all American and Dana Redke and Sydney Hilly was uh, the setter who's, so much talent. Lauren Barnes is a second teamer. So much talent uh, that they have to replace. But it was it was so much fun because um, the team is just so cool. Just a, just a cool bunch of of humans to be around. Yeah, I'm sure that would that was a really awesome experience. I I was following along and watching the games, and it, they were super fun to watch. And uh, after I I heard your call uh was running around twitter and you just did a phenomenal job to to pin that up it was it was really cool yeah well yeah thanks it was it was very memorable like i, I grabbed some confetti off the floor when that when i found like i'm getting a bag full of this got my t-shirt um and then just honestly like celebrating with the fans and the team i thought was so much fun because Listen, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just, I just talked. I said words the whole season. <laughs> they actually worked and studied and gave it their all and have been giving it their all for years to make it to that point. And so it was really cool just to see these athletes be like, this, this is it. We want it. Like, this is, this is what everybody's been trying to do for every sport since they started playing competitive sports. You want to win the whole thing. And to be a part of that was was so much fun and to have the seniors, the super seniors do it on their very final match of the career. Like that doesn't happen very often that you win your final match and that mm -hmm. you're that decorated of a senior. Like I'm thinking Dana Redke and Sydney Hilly and that you're able to accomplish all that in the final match and actually get an extra year because of this oddity that was COVID. So um, it was, it was awesome. And just getting to see everybody and seeing the coaching staff. Cause I know how hard the coaching staff has been, been working on this. Um, since they got here in 2013 to see everybody and everything worked. It's, it was, it was awesome. It was so cool to be around. Yeah. That's incredible. Can you, um, never mind. Um, when you got into volleyball, uh, play, by, play by play for volleyball, uh, that the pace of volleyball has to be pretty intense. What was that? transition like because i assume you probably did some basketball and football and things like that beforehand what was what was that transition like to get into volleyball play by play it was crazy um I, in 2008 it was the summer olympics so i got to watch a little bit of volleyball and get familiar with the terms leading into that first season of calling it i had actually done one volleyball match before that in 2007 
uh, it was against Minnesota at Minnesota. I remember doing it. And afterwards, I remember thinking, I still have the CD, which I'm not, we're not going to listen to. Actually, it's not, it's not as bad. Once again, it's one of those things where I don't think it's as bad. Maybe if I go back and listen to it, but anyway, I remember in the moment thinking, Oh my gosh, I have no idea what was going on with that match. That sucked. Like that's not nowhere where I could, that didn't sound, I wasn't happy with the performance, I guess. Um, and then 08, I remember my first, one of my first matches, uh, was in Lexington. It was against Kentucky as a tournament. And I just remember when that was done, I was just like, that took like an hour and a half and I have no idea what happened. <laughs> Everything was so fast and you barely get out the players' names and there's all these rules and I'm not exactly familiar with exactly what's happening. But Pete Waite was the coach there and he was uh, very willing to help me. Now he does uh, the radio with me too, Pete does. And so he helped me along the way and it, it got easier. But it, there's still at times like I – People will ask me, like, what did you think of the match? And I will have opinions on who performed well and what plays were important and, and everything like that. But there are many times my – it's hard to explain, but my brain is just processing, like, I'm seeing this. I'm trying to describe the locations and who touched it and what happened. And now here's the score. You recap it. Now they're serving again. I don't have time to to ingest everything I just saw and, and let it sit there and be like, oh, you know, I really wish so-and-so would have done a better job on this. Like, no, because I maybe not was even watching so-and-so because I was following the ball. So mm -hmm. it's a it's very, like, um, draining is, is where yeah. it sounds because it's so fast. And so you have to pay attention the whole time. And um, it's it, 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 it can get caught up in your head. Like, if you miss a word or a name, you just – you have to, I have to try to just mentally move on. Because the second you try to step back and, and correct that, well, Chris, what? Now you're two or three, you know, hits behind and the whole thing gets messed up in your head and out of your mouth. And so, um, yeah, the first time I did it, it was insane. And I, I, I think I've gotten uh, kind of better at it. So, yeah. Yeah, it has to be pretty intense. Um, you know, contrast that to baseball where you're <laughs> filling the void uh, a large majority of the time when you're, when you're on a broadcast. Yeah. That's... I would be awful at baseball. I keep saying this. Like I've only done a few baseball games, and I think I would be really bad at it because you have to fill three and a half hours, and you know only a certain percentage of that is action. Where I'm used to ninety minutes to two hours, and ninety percent of it is just action, mm -hmm. and ten percent of it is downtime. It's like the other way around in baseball. I, I'd have yeah. to come up with stories. Imagine all the stories you have to have. That's why Bob right. Uecker's the best because he's got a thousand stories that are all hilarious <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean so uh, i would baseball would be awful <laughs> i feel like i would be i'd probably get better i think you'd get there yeah, yeah. it's a uh, different i'm sure it's a lot different prep work um for volleyball you're probably very involved in the players and you know everything that's going on there but in baseball it's you know, like you said trying to find all those stories and keep it compelling for three and a half hours or so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I do think like the preparation. So for example, in, in volleyball, you know, you'll have back-to-back -back teams on a Friday, Saturday, or Wednesday, Friday. So you're like getting ready for one team and then you got to get ready for the next team. And then you put that away and you move on to the next week. But in baseball, if you're playing three or four games, you get ready for one team. And now you've got like three or four days while you get to learn that team and become even more familiar with the team than you, I couldn't imagine having to face Minnesota three times in a row. Like mm -hmm. I would know everything about the Golden Gophers after that. And then you get to go do it again in baseball, you know, a couple months later or something like that. So there is that kind of weird angle of, of preparation, I think, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants to get into play-by-play, -play, uh, sports, sports radio, and that sort of thing? Um, is... Well, keep practicing, have a demo tape, listen to people, ask people what you are doing well, what you're not doing well, um, then listen to what they say. I listen back to almost all of my games and matches, at least for a portion, not, not always necessarily the entire thing, but I'll listen back and I'll be like, oh, you're saying, you know, digs too much. You just said it like three out of the last four times on that one play. And I'll, I'll kind of like make notes or like you're saying that score weird and so that i just try to make corrections or you didn't say the score enough or you didn't say this enough and 
So you're always trying to pick up pointers. And I think you can do that too by, by asking people. And then one thing I think is, is really interesting. Like if you happen to be at a, a big 10 school, you've got BTN um, right there that you can do student BTN plus matches, basically. That, that is, are you kidding me? Like you get to go and, and have your work possibly broadcast on cable television if they need a replay or just that they trust you enough to provide this big 10 institutions play by play like that is so invaluable like that's amazing that if you're at a big mm -hmm. 10 school you can do that i can't even imagine what that would have been like if i was able to do big 10 basketball or whatever and then the other thing is and and don't be afraid to do some of the sports perhaps that people aren't doing like for example not everybody does volleyball not every school does volleyball in fact when i was at the final four this year pittsburgh did not have a volleyball announcer oh. a radio announcer and in my head i'm thinking what a perfect opportunity how come no one in the pittsburgh area who was a broadcaster i, I mean i guess i could have done it if i did my research but like there are there are opportunities i guess my point is like i, I think it would I think if you could offer your services in a situation like that, for example, I bet you you pr probably have a decent success rate of of a, of a team saying, "Oh, great," because we have nobody to announce this this game coming up here in the tournament, in the playoffs, or whatever. And I think that is something that doesn't get doesn't get as utilized as it as it, as it should. Um, like I said, like if I was an announcer in the Pittsburgh area and I follow sports. And I saw that their volleyball team was in the final four and I did a little research and said, well, you can't even listen to these games. I would be offering up my services. I'd have my resume out in a second. So I think there are opportunities specifically, you know, more so with high school, but even at the college level, um, at the D3, D2, D1 levels, there are, there are so many little opportunities you could sneak in. Heck, I even called a, a, a Bucks game once, not on the radio. But because I was like, you know what? I need some, I need some pro demo mm -hmm. tape. You know what I mean? And so I was the Bucks at the time. This was a few years back. We're like, yeah, come on up. We'll set you up. And I just set up my laptop and I just called the game and I had that demo tape. And even just situations like that, I think are are very doable. Where maybe no one hears it but you. But at least you're getting the practice. Yeah, that's really good advice. Awesome. Um, Anything else you want to share about this? Otherwise, I have some rapid-fire questions, some more fun questions around Wisconsin. Uh, like no, not really. No, let's do the rapid-fire. All right. I'm, sorry. I'm excited. All right. I got three rapid-fire questions about the state of Wisconsin for you. Oh, wait. Is this going to be like – is this going to be like something like trivia? No. It's – No? It'll be okay. It'll be easy. Okay, good. I, was, I thought you were going to ask me like trivia questions and be like, oh man, I'm awful. I know nothing about Wisconsin. <laughs> no. Okay, all right, let's go. All right. So, what is your favorite restaurant in Wisconsin? Hmm, that's a good question. It's either Ian's Pizza or me and Julio, two proud sponsors hmm. of the John Cass podcast, <laughs> um, which they're really great, honestly. Like, Ian's Pizza is fantastic. I love all the different slices. My daughter loves the mac and cheese. I just go in there and be like, I want this one today. Um, and I love me and Julio and I really do love their margaritas and my daughter and I, and my wife will go there whenever we can. Um, but there's also another spot, um, outside the Wisconsin Dells. Have you ever, supper clubs are huge in Wisconsin. Have you ever mm -hmm. been to Ishnala? Do you know what I, I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I want to get there, but I haven't been there yet. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's on Mirror Lake and you, you know, you go out there, it's just outside the Dells. You have to drive through the woods, you get in the parking spot. There's this log cabin restaurant right next to the lake you can walk around you can order a drink you can sit down lake view and the delicious food uh it's a great supper club Ishnala. that's a that's a place that i don't get to uh as often as i'd like to in the summer times because it's only open at a certain period i think it's may through whatever yeah yeah i've heard they have phenomenal old fashions i gotta get up there and try one of them yeah all right second one uh what's your favorite event in wisconsin I like the farmer's market in Madison. Um, I think it's really fun on a Saturday morning to go. Not, now, not here's the thing. Farmer's market to me is fun, but only for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I will, I'll be willing to go there in the morning. Give me about an hour. 
I'll go pick up something for dinner later tonight. I'll probably pick up a scone from Chris and Lori's Bakery, I believe it's called. Uh, grab a cup of coffee. But if you get me out there for over an hour, now I'm like, okay, now it's just getting hot and there are lots of people and I got everything I want. I'm done walking around. <laughs> so so I'm very, very, very picky. I've never been to Taste of Madison. I'd love to go to Taste of Madison. Uh, Badger volleyball match is always a fun place to go. Um, what was the question? Things to do in Wisconsin? Favorite event. Favorite event. Yeah, I would say I would say the farmers market in the summer. If that's mm-hmm. if that's my answer, yeah. there's probably something I'm think I can't think of right now that I'll probably email you after the fact and say actually it's probably this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, last rapid fire question. Then I have a, a couple more questions after that. So, okay. uh, what? Where is your favorite place to hang out in Wisconsin? Uh my couch. <laughs> <laughs> the golf course. How about that? I'll say the golf course. Um, All right. uh, I I haven't been golfing yet this spring, but I don't know. Are you a golfer? Yeah, I try. I'm not very good, but but I'll I'll get out there. I'm not good either, but I was about as good as I could possibly be at the end of last summer after I got let go and started (laughs) golfing more. It was was so much. When you're decent, and and believe me, even I use the word decent, and I'm afraid that someone's going to be like, you're not even decent. But for me, it was decent. Um. When I challenge in the low 80s, that that to me is decent. Like if I could just play like that all the time, I'd be so happy. Like mm-hmm. just give me an 88 every time and I'd be like, thank God, I, I broke 90. That means I didn't have that many bad shots. I probably had a decent amount of straight shots and in the air. That's my whole key, yeah. my goal. Get it straight and get it in the air. And if those two things happen, I usually have a decent round. Nice. But uh, probably a golf course, University Ridge. I'm five minutes from it in Madison. I love it. It's, I think it's one of the best golf courses in the area by far. And um, if I could play there every single round, I would. Uh, no doubt. I would play if I, I mean, I guess I could. But um, yeah, University Ridge golf course. Nice. I tend to hit a lot of line drives. I don't know why. but Line so, drives? Sometimes I'll hit some grounders on the, on the golf course. But they course. go straight. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, that's yeah. the other thing. The, the scorecard doesn't doesn't say that you went left and then straight on the ground for eighty yards and then chipped up and it like mm-hmm. scorecard just puts down the number. Yep. And so sometimes when I hit a line driving a line drive, as long as it went straight, like fine, <laughs> I'm not gonna get too upset. I'll, I'll I've accepted line drives as decent shots mm-hmm. as long as they go straight. Yep. Yeah. Nice. All right. I have two final questions for you, John. Um, you've been in Wisconsin for about 20 years or so. I know you are originally from Minnesota, but how has Wisconsin helped shape you into who you are today? Hmm. Um, well, it has, how has Wisconsin helped shape me who I am? It has definitely provided, obviously, the, the connection to the city through the university, right? And so I've been able to meet a lot of people um, that I wouldn't have been able to meet before without having this this background. So I think just having that connection to the university, uh, having that connection to the city uh, has been kind of able to to bring me to where I am today. uh, with this broadcast, um, as a broadcaster, I should say. So I would say probably just the connection to, to the city and to those, those inside the city and associated with, with sports in the area or the state. Awesome. All right. Final question here for you. It's a question ties back into the name of the the podcast. I ask everybody this. Yeah. When, When all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Man. This is such a loaded question, man. You said you wore, at least you warned me at the start of the podcast. I'm like, oh, if you just sprung that on me right now, I'd be like deer in headlights, <laughs> which I kind of am already. But um, what do I want my legacy? You know, as far as like a, from a career perspective, from a radio perspective, the the whole thing, which was told to, told to me early on, is entertain, inform, and uh, educate people. And I, I believe if through my play-by-play, I can obviously inform, I can entertain, 
and I can, you know, educate them about the sport. So like if, if, if somebody listens to a broadcast or I guess even listens to a podcast and they said, well, those are interesting questions or that was, that was fun. That guy really, you know, had a lot of energy and made me want to listen to volleyball or made me want to listen to that game. It didn't just blend in, you know, it wasn't just background noise. Um, if, if that's the kind of legacy, like, man, he was, he was fun to listen to. I think that's about as simple as I could make it. Um, if I can have that type of legacy, I think, I think you cracked the code, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're, if you're fun and entertaining, people want to listen. And, um, that's kind of my goal or, or perhaps what I, I would hope the legacy would be. That's great. I think you're, you're definitely doing a great job in that. I, like I said, I used to listen to, to you on, uh, Mike Heller show and always enjoyed, enjoyed you on there. You had a lot of fun and, um, yeah, it was, it was great. And following along your play-by-play -play career, it's been, it's been really cool. So I think you're definitely living up to that legacy. Cool. Well, thank you, Corey. I appreciate that. And this was uh, a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. It, if people want to follow your podcast or uh, follow you on social media, how do they do that? Yep. So I've got a couple of different options. I don't know if you can see my name on this podcast at all, but it's at John Audius radio is my, my Twitter handle. That's J O N A R I A S radio. Also, if you can't spell that John cast podcast on Twitter or Instagram also works It's kind of my other accounts too, with the podcast J O N cast podcast. Um, and so you can follow me on there. I'm on Facebook as well with the podcast and what other social media? I think that's all the social media. Am I missing a social media? I'm not on TikTok, Not you, yet. You on Instagram at all? I'm on Instagram at John cast podcast. So you can follow me there, post some video clips of the podcast and fun, random things. Um, but yeah, uh, join me in social media. That's where I put out all the different promotions I'm doing for the podcast. Hey, if you had been following me on social media, you would have known about the TV, not you in particular. I'm talking to the people now. Yeah. Uh, the TV giveaway, the $500 giveaway, and what's coming up next. So follow me on social media. And John's pretty fun on Twitter. I've seen the John Cad Cast podcast, talk to John Audius. It's, it's kind of, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get, I get bored. I'm like, I'm going to have my own conversation on Twitter. <laughs> so I, just, I go between my Twitter accounts and I, it makes me laugh to, to have, I don't know. I don't know why it's funny that I, I talk to myself and I think it's funny through Twitter accounts, but it makes me laugh. That's good. Awesome. Well, John, this is a, this is really fun. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, anything else to add before we sign off? No, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining Wisco Legacy. Big thanks to John for joining Wisco Legacy. I had a blast talking to you about your career and your podcast. Uh, for those listening, head on out to Spotify and look up the JohnCast podcast, and you can hear all the great episodes John has put out. Uh, if you like this podcast, head on out to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. And follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. That's where you find uh, most of the content we push out. So with that, uh, thanks for tuning in to Wisco Legacy.